the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please join me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. The devil is a liar. He seeks to twist and distort God's holy word. He has done so since the beginning and will continue to the end. If you read through the Old Testament scriptures, you will see how Satan tempted his people, God's people over and over again, beginning in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. Did God really say? Is he really the truth, the way, and the life? It happened again in the 4th century by a heretic by the name of Arius who claimed that Jesus was not God which caused the church to gather together in the synod of the Council of Nicaea and write the Nicene Creed, which says, Jesus is very God of very God. It happened 50 years ago today. At Concordia Seminary in St. Louis, Missouri, when a lie was being taught, that the Bible was said not to be the word of God, that it was a lie. Happened in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. The faculty and staff and students walked out disagreeing with the fact that the Bible is the Word of God. Later on, thus forming the ELCA, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, which stands on anything but the Word of God. The devil seeks to tear you away from the truth of the Word of God. And that is at the heart of sin and redemption. And so our Lenten journey again this year causes us to stop and focus our eyes and attention that God's Word is pure and true and unadulterated. In the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve were faced with a choice which God had freely given them. Our Heavenly Father loved them with an everlasting love. He created them in His very image, the image of selfless love. And for them to be in that image, that meant that they had to freely love Him back. For love is not truly love if it is forced. It must be freely given. God created them in love so that they would be His image of love in this world. But Satan, the liar, the deceptor, tempted Adam and Eve. He twisted the word of God to say what it did not say. He created doubt in their minds by making them look for truth in their own hearts and not in the word of God and what he had promised them. God promised them life. He gave them the truth. And so when God said to Adam, do not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil or you will surely die, it was clear, crystal clear. If you eat from this tree, you will die. No questions, no doubts about it. It was clear as day. There was no doubt, that is, until the devil stepped in. 
And Satan weaved his lies into the fabric of God's holy word so that Eve began to doubt the clear word of God and instead to believe a lie. That lie passed on to Adam, and so sin and death came into the world. They stopped believing that the Bible is the word of God. They trusted in themselves, their own words, twisted by Satan. And so lost was the image of God that was imprinted upon them. You and I have inherited that same doubt of God's word. Is it really true? It's sin in our souls. God says you shall have no other gods. That is, unless there's something more important in our lives. God says you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Unless you just want to use the Lord's names and expletives in a sentence. Or refuse to pray in a time of need. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Unless there's something more important to do that day. Instead of going to church. Or reading his scriptures. You shall honor your father and your mother, unless we don't agree with them, or just don't want to. You shall not murder, unless that baby in my womb is no longer convenient to me, or unless the person you really hate it deserved it. You shall not commit adultery, unless your spouse is a nag, and you just want to watch one more TV program, you know you shouldn't, or read another trashy novel, or look at the internet in places you shouldn't go, or lust for what you know is wrong. Don't steal, unless it just comes to a little bit of fudging on my taxes. After all, no one will ever find out. Don't gossip and talk behind people's back. Don't covet things that are not yours. Oh, we constantly doubt God's clear word, and we come up with a thousand reasons why it shouldn't apply to us. Repent. That's what Lent is about. Turning away from our twisting God's word to suit our own purposes. Don't believe that lie that Satan has foisted upon you, that you know what is best for you better than God himself. God's word is clear and certain, and he will not allow you or me or anyone else to wiggle out from under his law. We can't escape it, and we can't keep his law. But there is one who has done what you and I cannot do. There is one who is kept to the plain word of God because he is the word of God in the flesh. Jesus Christ was baptized and immediately was driven into the world, into the wilderness, to be tempted, just like you and me, by Satan. Jesus was tempted in every way, yet where you and I have twisted the word of God, he held on to its plain words, for your sake and mine. One church father put this great mystery of Christ's work this way. He wrote these words, St. Cyril of Alexandria. Because of the evil will of the devil, we are caught in a snare of a diabolical tyranny. In our mis misery, we dare not raise our eyes to heaven for mercy. Where is the way of salvation? 
What pardon is there for those who have broken the commandments of the Lord? There is only the clemency of God, his mercy and compassion. So he sent his son as our savior and redeemer, who alone has power to free us from the grips of the devil. With infinite kindness and goodness, the only begotten son of the father took upon himself our likeness and was made in all things as we, yet without sin." So that through himself he might redeem us all and bring us back to the Father, freed from all defilement and stain. That is why he suffered and hungered and fasted. It was the beginning of our salvation. Jesus and hungered and fasted for your salvation. He clung to the word of God because he is that very word. He is the mouth of God. Satan pummeled him with temptation after temptation. He twisted God's word. He tempted Jesus with all the kingdoms of the earth. But Jesus, our Lord, held fast and clung to the word of God for you. You see, that is at the heart of Jesus' temptation. He is tempted for you. He holds on to God's word for you. He hungered for you. He thirsted for you. That love of God which was foreshadowed in the curse way back in Genesis find its fulfillment in our Lord's temptation today. There is enmity between Christ and the devil. Christ overcame him not by power and glory but by clinging to the word of God and by suffering the shame of the cross for your sake and mine. When you were baptized into Christ Jesus, everything Christ won for you in his temptation on the cross become yours. Trust Christ's words of forgiveness for you. When he says, I forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, it's true. And to prove it to you tonight, he gives you his very body and blood as a sure pledge and guarantee of his love. Our Lord this day gives you his very word made flesh to you so that you may know him and love him for he loves you with an everlasting love. He has been seeking you and working out your salvation long before you were ever born. Christ was thinking of you when he rebuffed Satan's temptation because he knew that you and I would fail. But he doesn't fail. Because of that great work of his in the temptation, you can be sure and certain that God's word is for you and that his work for you will never end. He will never grow weary of caring for you. And he cares for his church. The great story is that 50 years ago, there was a walkout and a question about the word of God in our synod. But today... Concordia Seminary in St. Louis proclaims this pure, undulterated word of God in all of its truth and purity, sending out pastors to proclaim this word to all ends, to trust in Jesus alone for the salvation of the world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through faith to Christ Jesus, to life everlasting. Amen.